What's up? Welcome to a new episode of Movie Schmovie. This is episode 373. My favorite kind of episode, front or back. It's the same. It's the palindrome. Episode. That's what it is. And just like every episode, my name's Steve. I'm one of the co-hosts, and uh, I'm here with Ron and John. Sometimes I'd like to wonder, like, if if maybe the 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 expression that Ronald has when he says his name, it's like he's it's like he's in a race, you know, like it's like a run. And yeah. I just want to, one episode. I want to hear John just like jump in there and see if it's like a it like cut, cut him off at the corner and just see how it how he reacts to it because it's mm-hmm. like we, we can try oh, it that way. Now. We can try it that way where I'm like trying to step on the back of Ron. Let's try it. Let's try it. Just let's do it again, Steve. Just just say uh, who you are. My name is Steve, and uh, one of the co-hosts of the show. And as always, I'm here with. I am. I am. My name is Ron, and I'm John. <laughs> it sounds the same, I guess. Yeah. It was, yeah, six and so one. I had to wait for him to yeah. finish that time because he threw me yeah. off. With his, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's something we say every time, and we always yeah. seem to be rediscovering how it's going to work. There's always a sense of how's this going to go. You know, mm-hmm. I rely on the way it personally. sounds, but like for some reason in my mind, I'm always like, like kind of passively like looking for something. Like what's different about it this time? And it's like, yeah. you no, know, it's it's just like it's a tried and true. But it's like one time I'm waiting for you to say your your name wrong or something. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's like Ron. Oh wait, I mean, I'm John. You're Ron. You know. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, good times. Uh, episode three seventy three, back at the pod, and uh, this week's kind of kind of like a thinner episode. We don't have a, a ton. Of content this week there's there's a there's a big movie coming out uh well there's a couple big movies coming out we talked about air last week um we were able to review that a little early uh that'll be out you know uh, in theaters now actually by the time we're recording this and you're listening to it and the other big one is obviously the mario brothers movie um which ronald was able to go see um at an advanced screening earlier this week so in, in in a little bit he'll get into his review of that and tell us how it was uh, but before we get there, we have his required viewing pick of the week. Um, and obviously we'll get into some like random things that we may have seen at the end of the episode, but at the start here, were there any news items that either of you wanted to just hit quickly since we have a little more space in this episode, um, before we, uh, move on anything standing out to you this week? I, I had one I want to mention, but I'll, I'll hold it and see if anybody else wants to say anything. Um, Ronald, do you have anything on the on the? Not that I can think of, honestly. Anything you're in, John? I mean, uh, um, I uh, I I kind of enjoyed the Secret Invasion trailer that that Marvel put out. Uh, mm. We talked about it maybe in brief uh, last time, but I'm I'm excited about Asteroid City. That trailer is out. Um, I did not start watching it, but I saw the trailer for the new season of Dave, and I noticed that a couple of episodes, I think, came, or at least one episode, came out already of yeah. Dave. So I'm excited about that. So, like, I've been I have been doing that thing of hitting YouTube and watching trailers. I don't do that all the time, but every now and then I get into a little frenzy of just trying to find everything I can find. Um, so I feel like I've been, you know, not necessarily a trailer roundup uh, of each specific item, but yeah. there's a lot of things on the horizon. Uh, Barry season four, which I think is the last season of Barry. There's a trailer out for that. That looks incredible. Um, the marketing for uh, guardians of the galaxy volume three is, is ratcheting up. Um, so yeah, I've been watching the skies. I didn't know if anybody had anything like that. That was, that was jumping out. Yeah. At I think, I think this week we had two pretty big trailers. Uh, the spider verse trailer, the new yes. full one drops and the trailer for Barbie dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, which you know, especially I mean, Spider Verse. We talked about it a little bit on our thread last time. Like the trailer, the first one kind of it took a couple watches to get me as excited as I thought I would be. I mean, obviously, I'm super in on this, and this is probably one of my top two or three movies of the year in terms of anticipation. But I feel like the new trailer really just knocked me out. I mean, like goosebump kind of trailer. Um, some sequences that just looked like they just kind of you know, did what won on the Oscar last time, which just has an amazing story that looks incredible and kind of just ups the game across the board. And, uh, you know, early word on this movie from, you know, what I've heard or read about a little bit, is just, you know, pretty, <clears throat> pretty special. Um, and I'm not sure about Barbie. I think, I think Barbie could be a pretty massive flop. Uh, it looks fun, but it is sort of hard to see. Yeah. Like, like, I, I I don't know that that's even a mark of anything, but it's definitely something you can kind of sense on the horizon about a movie. Like it seems like 
if there is a way to turn that IP, that weird IP (laughs) into something, I don't know that this is the mass market version of that, but I don't know what it would be. I mean, I almost feel like it's, it's one of those things where you almost have to do a, a commentary on it. Uh, which is what they're doing, obviously a little bit of a satire, but yeah, it's like, it's hard to imagine like this is for people that have grown up with Barbie or have outgrown Barbie or something, but this is right. not like a straight, not that I'm saying there should be a straight Barbie movie. I don't know. It, it, it does feel like it's hard to know what the niche for this thing is. However, you know, the, the pedigree written and directed by Greta Gerwig and, and the cast, everyone who's popping up in it, it does look like they're doing everything they can to, to, to make it seem like there's a lot of fun to be had here. And we, you know, look at all these people showing up to have fun, but uh, you know, I can't tell what it is just yet, but there's a couple jokes in the trailer. Yeah, I, think that I, saw I thought were clever. co-written by Bombach, right? He's, yeah. He has a co-writer credit on it. That's right. But yeah, the cast is crazy. I mean, yeah, it looks like something where everybody just kind of came to be a, a part of something fun and unique. And I think it'll be both of those things. I right. just don't know in terms of performance, like really what kind of audience it, it, it finds, especially kind of when it's coming out. Cause I think it comes out, the same day as Oppenheimer and the week after something else that's like kind of in the same kind of lane as this movie, but it's, it's, it's a very kind of congested time yeah, of the summer when it comes out, but well, it does look uh, fun, but yeah, I, I am thinking like who, who, who is going to be the, what's going to be that thing that is it going to be like good word of mouth? What would it take for this movie to be, to seem like you know. it's a down the middle kind of movie, but maybe they're not yeah. trying to make it down the middle movie. Maybe they're trying to make, it's not, it's for sure know. not. Um, yeah. It's a lot more dark than I thought it was going to be. I yeah, think that's yeah. the. It's like li- really dirty jokes in the trailer. And I'm like, yeah. this is what is this rate? Is this rated PG? Is it? I, I don't even know if it's been rated I, yet. Yeah, it feels a lot more dark than I was expecting. I thought yeah. it was going to be like kind of a Lord and Miller kind of. Yeah, you know everything everywhere all at once. It I just, think it has the potential like, to be like a Lego movie for a different group Mm. you know but i still don't know i still don't know basically like there's lore and mythology surrounding the barbie characters that i'm not plugged into even as someone who had a sister with with all the dolls and i had a ken doll i think growing up like i didn't know what the you know what whatever stories have been told with these characters are completely (sighs) unknown to me so so i don't know what they're tapping into there but it does seem like there's a lot of jokes to be had with the the sort of uh I don't know, similar to what they did with uh, uh, Barbie and Ken in the Toy Story movies of just kind of showing these, yeah. like, like you know, blow these characters out, these, like, s- super uh, white bread <laughs> <laughs> sort of affluent characters kind of blow yeah. the concept of that out. And I think they're playing around with the idea that there have been a lot of different Kens over yeah. the years, different designs. And so I don't know if I don't know if that. all the Kens are going to be straight guys. Yeah. No, probably. Not. See, some of the not. cast, some of the casting, I'm, I'm noticing something. Yeah, uh, the, a pattern. That's going to be interesting. I like the visual joke of when she's out of her shoes and you see her walking, and it's, she's got the the, the, the high heeled yeah, arched yeah. feet, mm-hmm. arched feet. Um, but uh, yeah, so I don't know. If, I feel like there was something else that I saw the a trailer for that I'm getting hyped for, but I'm I'm not. I'm not. Uh, oh, maybe it was. Uh, yeah, they released those images of John Hamm in Fargo season five, which is the right. first we've seen of that. He looks like a cool cowboy sort of uh, yeah. lawman, which I, I wasn't sure. They were saying this season was going to be one of the more comedic seasons of Fargo. And knowing he was going to be in it, I was picturing him doing a full on like George Clooney uh, for the Coen's goofball sort of performance. But it looks like he's doing like a straight you right. know, heroic character, perhaps, or at least a straight character. So we'll have to see. Uh, what that is but no there's a lot of cool stuff coming up you know anytime i think that a lot of stuff has just ended or a lot of stuff has already happened and and there wasn't much left to you know they've invented everything there's nothing left to see and then you realize no wait there's a ton of of cool shows coming back and new stuff and and uh and all the movies we've mentioned and more so Mm -hmm. yeah spider-verse is definitely one that i just feel like everybody is expecting it to be great and so maybe you do have to find your way steve with that trailer or the second trailer or whatever it's going to take yeah. to make you go, okay, I see what they're doing here. I think there's one thing that they've just given themselves over to, which is, you know, this is a multiverse story, not a Miles Morales story. And I think that's cool. I'm, I'm okay with that. But if yeah. the second one had just been a Miles Morales story and it didn't have anything to do with other spider people, I think I would have found that cool too. 
So yeah. it's interesting to see what they're doing. They they really are using the animation in a meta sense to indicate different worlds and the, just the glimpses of all the crazy stuff you see in the trailer. Um, yeah. I expect it to be like, you know, eye popping, even if it doesn't, for whatever reason, hit as emotionally hard as the uh, as the first one did. But I think yeah. it looks great. Um, well, do we want to move on to uh, required viewing then, or just I have Steve, my one have... news. Oh, your one news item, it. right? Yeah. You did not. Bring I just, it up. I just kind of want to mention it because it's been kind of a topic of conversation. Not this news item, but the the, the person involved, mm. and it just kind of reeks of a lot of the uh, discussion that we've had around him recently. And that have either of you seen the video that The Rock released on? No, was it t- Monday or Tuesday <gasps> about the oh. announcement of the live action Moana? Yes, I have the Moana. No. Yes, yes. I mean, you got you got to seek it out and watch it just to kind of you know bear witness to like how big someone's ego could be. But I just feel like it's it's another one of those things that we were describing last time where it's just like it feels so obvious that he's making some very very pointed pivot because of what didn't work in the DC EU and like the backlash of after Shazam came out. And now there's this video that he posts about announcing that they're making a live action Moana. He's reprising the role of Maui in live action. He's executive producing. It was his seven bucks production company. Oh. Uh, the girl who voiced Moana is an executive producer. Uh, Alani, Alawi Kavani, I think, or I can't remember yeah. her first name. But she um, but just the video is so weird. Like I, I can appreciate and respect like it meaning a lot to him, like in terms of the culture, the character, any of that stuff, because he talks about his family, his father, his grandfather, all this stuff. It's fine. But it's just like, first off, it just feels really weird to me that a movie that's seven years old, like an animated film that's seven years old is, you know, that's where I guess Disney is at in terms of what they're looking at in terms of live action stuff. And just on so many levels, it feels so weird to me. The rock stuff, that that whole him and seven bucks and like what what he's like the guy for now yeah. because of DC not working. Yeah. And, you know, it's like presumably I don't know if they're doing more Jumanji movies. I don't know if they're going to do another Jungle Cruise movie, you know, even though that stuff is floating in the air. It's like, what's the next big rock thing? Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, this is this is one of the big things that's on the burner now. And it just was it just left me with such a weird negative feeling even more so about him and and moana because i love moana like i love mm. that movie so much yeah. and uh it's just yeah it just feels so recent that it's like it's still so it hasn't even really earned that i don't think i mean, I, I feel like that's a symptom of our time and i'm not saying you're not right i'm saying yeah. i'm sort of so not shocked that they're doing that but at the same time i am i do a, i do completely agree that like that's a breakdown of a certain kind of rule we have in our heads about like what those live action remakes mean. It's like taking something that was applicable to a, to a, to a different audience and trying to make it feel more. I mean, whether you agree with the, the, the practice or not, you can understand the idea of what if we took those stories that people loved and just made them into modern versions of those stories that people today can love. It's like, this is a, this is one that people still are watching, you know, parents with, uh, uh, like Blu-ray yeah. players in their cars are still yeah. playing this one. Like this yeah. is not one that's that's had time to to get uh, uh, stale yet w- with kids. So th- it just seems like an odd enterprise. But I yeah, the, the rock part is the other little twist that just makes it like when you say the pivot. I had not put that thought on it, but that is exactly what it is that feels funny about it. Is it like this is exactly the kind of hype video he was making a few months ago about black Adam changing the world, you know, right. and now that that's completely blown up in his face, he's just moved on to this other thing, which, you know, good. He's got, he can go from strength to strength or whatever, whatever works for a guy like that. It's obviously he's a very successful guy, but I, that, that tied into it does make it seem like, okay, it does also have then the smack of a vanity project on top of being a little bit of a, right. you know, do we really need this movie right now? And also maybe there's a little confused. Maybe this is what you were alluding to, Steve. Is there's a little confusion on Disney's part? about like what are its surefire um yeah. you know that disney for whatever reason wants to release movies that make a billion dollars um yeah. i don't mean for whatever reason we all understand money i'm just saying for some reason <laughs> said, yeah. for some reason they're stuck on these these franchises being that way though so it's like they're really looking for what's the best what's going to grab people the most what do we know is working for people um and right now i do think there's a little bit of a confusion over there about like where to go with 
Disney stuff, where to go with Star Wars stuff, where to go with Marvel stuff. You know, it's all sort of, you know, you hear announcements all the time now that sound like there's a shifting slate and there's a lot of attempt to sort of rely on surefire projects. Yeah. How, and, and the weird part about that is you, you two are absolutely right. But what we're finding is there's no formula to it. Sometimes it's just it's it's really luck. And I think that they believe that they have it down to an algorithm, you know, mm-hmm. just because right, yeah. they have they may have an extraordinary amount of streams from Moana. So they're like, look, Moana. OK. And this there's a cross intersection. We also have some Pacific Islander content. There's a cross section. How old are those people? Right. Those people are for to whatever you know the cultural piece that that makes disney feel good or look good or whatever 100 man the the problem is culture is not as predictable as they believe it is and that's still the part of like (laughs) like you know that's that's the weird part like ai and all that stuff people talk about that stuff but movies are still flopping you know what i mean it's like yeah if if it were that smart yet then there would be a formula. They'd be like, this sector of the population, this, that that doesn't exist yet. So well, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 finish what you were saying because I was going to move so, on to a different movie and a tangent from what you just said. Oh, no, I was just going to say that, that just it just doesn't work. Like, so yeah. even, even in what the listeners have to understand is we are very big Disney fans, but at the same time there's something happening there's a there's yeah. there's a there's some panic in the house and you can feel it it's it's very palatable right we're nerds for movie magic and right now and for the, for as long as we can remember disney has had their 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 stuff all all mixed up with movie magic yeah. <laughs> for for people of a certain age i guess yeah, no yeah. i was just going to say that like talking about these movies flopping you know i think it's really interesting you you kind of brought this up steve but it's very interesting Shazam at the, the day this podcast comes out, Shazam is now streaming, and it just hit theaters a few weeks ago. Right. And it's right. like made, I don't know what it made on a $220 million budget, and we don't like to overemphasize budget versus gross as like that's the mark of a movie being good. Right. But we know that like this very thing we're talking about, these studios having these investments that they feel good about and these right. franchises that they feel like they can make plans for and pump in energy into because they think it's going to work, you know? Um, yeah. uh, uh, and there's nothing that makes marvel or any other franchise more like like uh, immune from that but i don't know I, yeah. I think it's interesting to note that like what's happened with shazam is like you know it it may be it may be a, a just an okay movie in a lot of ways but um you know it's it it's not that bad i mean in my opinion it's not bad enough to be like the one in the similar way that like ant-man and uh and the wasp quantumania like became the flashpoint of like is marvel losing their touch and it's like well that's that's a good question to be asking it's a little unfair that this is the movie that happens to be the flashpoint of that 100%. when they put out much more mediocre content than that but i think that like that question of what you're saying ronald is what's a sure thing now what does a sure yeah. thing look like to these studios in 2023 none of them really know anymore yeah. Can I express something to you guys that I've been thinking about? Never. Based on this? I'm, we're, I'm done listening to you express. Okay. Need, one more. I need to call upon the power of a studio that I've expressed that I love that like crazy. A24. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got to do here's, an episode about A24. Here's my fear. They kind of walked away with everything. And I don't want them to get into like the business of just trying to win things. You know, you don't want them to become Miramax. Where it's like now it's about the Oscar potential. Yeah, of the movie. yeah. I'm a little afraid of that because they. I mean, they they are whoever. But look at the movie they won all those awards with. Yeah. There couldn't be a weirder movie. There couldn't yeah, be sure. if you're a fan of cinema and weirdness in movies, you couldn't be happier with that sweep because that's a you know what I mean. That's a yeah. one yeah. one of a kind movie. But I know what you're saying, Ronald. It's like is A24 going to be the sort of stodgy imprint in in five yeah. years, ten years? Um, because they're going to start to they're going to start to crave that because they didn't seem to be about the Oscars before. I mean, maybe they were the directors they worked with and the projects right, right, they, right. but. You know, and you've and yeah. you've been the one leading the charge in terms of like wanting to wear merch and stuff. But like, you know, Steve <laughs> and I have always we we we've on thread we've always said we should at some point do an episode where we like talk about all the A twenty four movies because they've mm-hmm. put out such an interesting batch of movies. And you know, to repeat myself, they have worked with some great directors and creators. And yeah, now they've now that it's like there'd be even more of a draw for any any production because it's like yeah. 
this 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 huge win with this you know you might say everything everywhere all at once is an unlikely win but it also has a lot of hits a lot of the the targets of a of an oscar film but um yeah sure what do you think steve what do you think is a sure thing right now like what which of these franchises do you think has the best lock on audiences i i I instantly have one that came to my mind and it's not even one i like that much wait wait, i'm sorry i missed so you mean like uh, just like of the franchise do you think is the surest bet right now which Mm. one do you think is this i mean there's one that's the obvious answer if you're talking about money you talking about family I'm, I'm talking about just. I'm talking about Avatar. I mean, for whatever oh, reason, Avatar is is like a license to print money. How though? <clears throat> I mean, yes, yes, but it's also like averages out to be not as like like yes, it is a license yeah. to print money. You're right; it's hugely successful. But I think it's still Marvel. You know, mm-hmm. I, even though Marvel is at a moment where it's like things could be a little different this time next year, I think even still, for the scale that they have put out stuff. Uh, you know, they definitely have hit a weird point, but I think there's still there. There's still probably like one. There's still on a good a, investment on a, if on a chart of, for me. Yeah, like, because I think going forward, there's still there's still like the reality that these movies could be automatic, like 500 million worldwide movies. Yeah. And the frequency at which they do that kind of like it supersedes something like Avatar coming out every three years or right. two years or you know averaging two movies over the past 18 17 whatever it's been 14 years um i mean i, I, I want to say marvel more than avatar because i like those movies more but i yeah. but i do think that like you're you're probably right that like with marvel it you know what's going to take is some huge move though that i don't really want to see of like chris evans is coming back or, yeah. or robert denny jr is coming back like that's going to be the way that they that they get to the guaranteed you know, yeah. get people's interest back. Or I don't know what it's going to be, but right now, especially with what's happening around Jonathan Majors, it's hard to know about what Marvel's plans are oh really going to be. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, as I say, like this next year is going to be a really interesting time. I mean, because you'll have yeah. a couple a couple movies in the Marvel system and that even the DC system and I mean, other and some other IP that's coming out, franchise IP, to see how well, you know, they continue to hold up theatrically. Yeah. But I think, you know, on a on a on a bet, I would probably still take Marvel. Um, because I think, you know, it's still there. If anything, it like if it all is coming down, you know, it comes down in perspective, I think, on average. And I think it's still at the top of it, it's still probably Marvel looking down mm-hmm. uh at everybody 100%. below it. But I mean, honestly, one of the movies like when Ronald talks about Super Mario, I actually think that might be one of the biggest things to come out in the next five years, depending how this movie does, you know, it could be the biggest movie of the year. And if it is, that's a franchise that, that illumination has now, in yeah. addition to despicable me, you know, and, it, and they basically have taken over the animation space in the past three years from Pixar and at least box office wise. And that's something that I would say bet on that because the family movies still are overperforming, and, you know, that's, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, already they're forecasting it to overperform like crazy. Um, but I don't know. Yeah. It'll be interesting. And I think, oh man, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a weird read because I feel like galaxy of the uh, guards of the galaxy three, it'll be a little bit of an exception. Cause I feel like it probably, if, if it underperforms, then there's definitely a big problem. I was going to say that, that, yeah, that like, that's, that's the, the one we should challenge. watch as far as like, if, cause this is one that people who don't like Marvel movies, on average might still like like i know several right. people that have said i'm gonna watch that and then i'm out if it doesn't if it's not good i'm out or I'll, you know people say sure. dramatic shit yeah but, yeah. but you know yeah, it's but like I, the idea of like I'm, i've been following this and i've been making sure to yeah. watch everything and i'm at some point i'm going to tap out if it's not grabbing me and, it, yeah. and i think when people view those movies as singular and unique and outside a, a little bit of that whatever it is you might be getting sick of about the superhero era of movies that we've been right. in the guardians movies are are the outliers of that you know they, they provide yeah. something separate so yeah uh, interesting stuff man so yeah we shall see wait that, that's like barely a month away yeah i know well, a little over a month away a little under a month away right yeah no i'm i'm i'm, I'm i mean i'm convinced that it's at least going to hit me in the feels but i'm hoping that it has that james gunn quality of like just being a fun ride where i'm just i'm like kind of grinning at the screen the whole time He he's done that to yeah. me a couple times now so 
Yeah, I think it's going to, I think it's, yeah, I think they, they definitely have something with it. Uh, and you know, again, like early stuff is very positive and, and, and like, you look at like when they're doing the premiere and like when, like, you know, they let reviews come out about movies and things like that's always a tell, you know? Yeah. Right. So right. I think they, they're talking like a couple weeks out that these reviews are probably going to be breaking. So that's usually a pretty big uh, vote of confidence for, you know, the reviews at least. But the marketing uh, sure is focusing on rocket. It's making me worried about my little, yeah, my little think, comma. Think, yeah. It's yeah. Well, but here's the thing though. Couldn't, wouldn't the ultimate bait and switch be that it's not him. Like that yeah, someone else. Sure. I, mean, yeah, I don't you know. think it's going to be him. Yeah. I, I think he's, I think, Giving He's, him a happy ending is kind of like the message yeah. of the trilogy almost. But yeah. it also could be that him embracing his heroic status, you know what I mean? That could be like the sacrifice and the surviving. They both fit whatever arc we've been watching for this character. But I feel like James Gunn and probably Marvel want to keep the IP around. <laughs> that's that's my thought. Yeah. Is it's like, don't kill our IP. But anyway, no, you're right. In a few weeks, we'll get to see it. So cool. Um, well, Ronald. Yeah. Talk, Talk about your movie. You, yeah. you picked for us to watch. Baton. Uh, I, I've heard amazing things about it. Amazon is kind of, I, I think they're kind of going all in on the, the Indian films. Because I see that they have like another big action film. And this is one that I had heard about in the extended edition. I don't know if you guys watched that extended edition of this. Um, a very cool action-packed movie called Baton. Um, I'm not familiar with any of the actors. Um, and 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 the to save myself from butchering the names, <laughs> I'll just say um that I was excited to get you guys to watch, especially off the heels of RRR and how positively I mean, this isn't I'm not talking to two narrow-minded guys. I mean, you you guys yeah. are pretty open about watching stuff, which I, you know, I'm always happy about. So um would you would you think of the movie? Would you think of uh, Baton? I've, I mean, it's Baton. it's it's a it's really fun. I mean, it's like a big yeah. action, crazy. Uh, you know, it, it. I I lack the perspective on how big <laughs> these stars are. Yes, because like yes, everything the- everything I read and watched about the movie, like. You know, like when I watch something, like I like to watch, I like look on YouTube for like behind the scenes stuff. And oh, like, right, right, right. And like local or global press that they do for it just to learn more about like, you know, how it was made and who this guy is and who, like, first off, that guy is like 57 years old. Like, I know, that, or, I know. Like, that the main guy, the main guy who plays Patan. Like, he looks about? incredible. Yeah, Rukh Khan. Like, he's like a legend. And like, I, you know, I, and I, and it, you know, Steve, you know, like, I don't, I don't tell know. Tell me if this is what is. happened with you. Uh, I looked him up. And I started finding pictures of this old guy. And I was like, but where's the young, hot guy who was yes. the star of this brand new movie? And then I finally right. realized it's like, no, that's him. These are just pictures of him, like, you know, like a little bit like more conservative hair yeah. or whatever. Just but I living was his day to day life, not being oh. an action star. But realizing, yeah, he's a big star. And also realizing there's callbacks to characters. There's one character right. who comes right. in who uses a, um, has a, a, a you know, unique weapon, I guess I'll say. Um, that yeah. that like I that I found out from a little digging around is like a hero from these other movies in the series, Tiger, uh, uh, who uh, you know. And again, it does feel like this. This, I mean, it's funny, Ronald. You're talking about this as like international cinema, but this is like international cinema, or you know, Indian cinema. I should say it's not international. It's it's Indian, but like it's like it's like reaching towards the MCU. It's like this, this studio is making these spy movies and they're referring to it. Like even at the beginning of the movie, it says the name of the studio Spyverse. Um, I forget the name of the studio, but wow. it's, um, uh, do you know it off the top of your head? Um, is one of the, it's the YRF spy universe, which I think is from, you know, based on the studio name, uh, Yash Raj mm. films. And it says Spyverse, like it shows the Yash Raj Films logo, and then it turns to the side and says Spy Spyverse, you know. Damn. So they're definitely doing that, and they even have mid-credit scenes that do the sort of thing of <laughs> connecting these movies and joking around and stuff. So I mean, clearly they're trying to do that. So it's really interesting to see, like, um, you know, East meets West, I guess, in this thing. Like, yeah. the, what's funny is what I kept picturing was, yes, RRR was on my mind. Yeah. Um, but also, I was picturing. Uh, this is going to sound funny. Like, if Mission Impossible <laughs> were not concerned with the Tom Cruise phenomenon of like stunts and real environments yeah. and real, real daredevil 
tactics. If it was just about trying to put together the craziest action sequences, and it kind of has a little bit of that Fast and the Furious thing too, of like, let's do a cartoonish version of reality for these action right. sequences. But it, I kept thinking of MacGruber. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, it's not far off. That's a good I mean, one, because bro. it's so straight faced. It just needed yes. all that needed was one tweak further into seriousness, and it would have been a total satire of these like macho characters yeah. and but there's there is some humor and there is so, i don't know there's such an such an interesting mix of things going on see when you said fun i mean honestly that's the way that's the way i felt I mean, watching this yeah, movie it's just it kept time. it kept yeah. entertaining every time i thought okay this movie's sort of corny or cheesy or too silly there'd just be some moment of like it would just move forward and, and also finding a place to pause a movie ever do this where you're like i'm gonna pause this movie when it gets to the end of this this sequence yeah and then you're like right. 15 minutes later you're like well please God damn it. Get to the end of a sequence. It goes from one thing into the next. And I do think that's kind of a style of filmmaking that is exhilarating on a certain level. And you can't help but be sort of uh, swept away by it. Like Nikki came in and watched the last half of it with me. And she started off saying, could you catch me up on this movie? And I was like, no. <laughs> and then no she watched way. a little bit of it and she said, this is so over the top. And then she said that every 15 minutes as she watched the next you know, hour. So she it, it has a hypnotic power. Um, had you seen it before, Ronald? Before no, you watched it this time? Okay. No, I mean, you you tell me about the spy verse. There are one, two, three, four movies in the spy verse already. Yeah. Another one's coming out. Tiger Three is coming out in November. Now I have to go back and watch it. Now it's to get some perspective on this. Yeah. Because yeah. they definitely end this movie with that note of yeah now the characters are talking about a greater threat and they've got to start teaming up you know and that's where you said steve not knowing the star power of some of these people or the importance of some of these characters yeah. it's like they yeah. could have shown the they could have shown the avengers of this series to me I and i wouldn't have known i was seeing <laughs> i was it. thinking the same thing i felt so i felt so like unprepared so, i didn't know i was reading about it and watching things about it yeah they had there was one video i watched where and, and it speaks to like the thing that john mentioned like where it connects to other movies or the weapon mm. that he referenced but they were like showing like footage in a theater oh. you know, with, with an, an Indian audience watching this movie. And like, and that's exactly what it was. Like these audience were going nuts for that stuff. Like we would during an Avengers movie. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm watching to... it and I'm watching it like, Oh, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. I like it. That's cool. That's fun. It's like, it's not, this is not like a great movie to me, but it's fun. Yeah, but yeah. that audience that like, it all means everything. And they yeah. just were going batshit for this movie. Yeah. And I was like, respect man. Cause like you're hitting something cause the audience is going nuts for it. And I mean, this is a pretty, pretty, uh, the movie, you know, it's a pretty popular film. Like you had said, yeah. so Steve, did you see John wick four with a crowd or did you see it in a pretty empty theater? Um, there was a decent amount of people in my theater. I went to a matinee, but it was it was at least half full. Well, I was just because the reason I brought that up is that you just made me think about this fact, Ronald. At our screening of John Wick Four, which was a packed house, when when Donnie Yen showed up on screen, you felt a, you felt yeah. the crowd go, oh, yes. <laughs> you know, like here he is. It's kind of what you're talking about, Steve. It's that it's that physical reaction to star power that we that you sometimes have if you're watching a movie. Yeah, um, and it's like they've arrived, you know. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's, that is something that, that is a context we're missing with this movie is how much it feels like the, the height of a certain kind of cinema, because to us, it does have that, you know, for lack of a better term, because there's not about, it's like, it's got a slightly exotic feel to it because yeah. we're, we're like also just vibing on, um, after watching RRR to your point, Ronald, um, you know, I, it's, I like this, I like this, this crazy Indian cinema where it's like it <laughs> it breaks so many weird rules of mine yeah. of like is this like I can't tell if this is the corniest emotion I've ever seen expressed in a movie but it's so clean and clear and it's so like inventively shot and the camera just never yeah. stops doing stuff and it's like it makes me think oh there's a lot of really lazy movies being made today <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know and this is not one of them Patan emphasizes his his arch enemy Jim. how much he wants him to speak hindi and i think that's so cool that he's yeah. like whatever it is that you are you're not what you used to be speak hindi speak hindi it's so cool man uh jim's theme was was banging did you notice that like every time yeah. jim came in and it had like motorcycle sounds revving up like mixed in with the music that was awesome yeah, everything about it just feels like that extra everything is so extra yeah. it's almost it, like a 10 year old was the person who came up with you know it's like <laughs> 
And then he jumps through the glass and he and he hits him in the face with his feet. And then he lands on the ground and he picks up the gun that the guy throws in the air and this, this, shoots this, five other guys. This movie's a big fan of uh, Gotcha. Yeah, oh, yeah. you've come into this room. You think it is it's one thing. Oh, there are soldiers in the back. You're an idiot. You shouldn't have come here. It's like a lot of that. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like a lot of booby traps that happen in this film. Well, something I've noticed but between this and RRR, and I don't know if it's like an, a, maybe an Indian cinema style of like acting and 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 monologuing that's mm. a little bit different than the kind of quippy, bantery stuff that we do in the States. Where it's like you would have a villain and a hero talking to each other and going back and forth in a bantery way. And it might feel kind of the, the, the corniness there would be in the little jokes and the little conversation. You'd be like, oh, that's how they. But like mm-hmm. I noticed in this movie and in RR, there's these scenes where people just kind of will say instead of like a back and forth where you where you learn this, the villain comes up to the hero and says, I'm like a lone wolf waiting in the grass. But when I strike, I kill. And I will kill you if you don't do what I say. So what are you going to do? It's like, but it comes out like in a, yes. in a monologue rather than a back and forth. And I just thinking like that, that is a little bit of a dramatic style, but it made some scenes kind of like, especially Jim when he shows up and he just gives him this little monologue while the guy's hanging upside down in a car. It's the, it's the car leaking gasoline. That's yeah. going to catch fire situation, but he's yeah. just kind of talking to him, but he basically just lays out like exactly what the screenwriter wants you to know about this character. Oh, I'm a, I'm a lone wolf and I'm very dangerous, but I would love to work with you. You know, it's just yeah. so on the nose, but I do think it helps you understand. Like every time you think, Oh, I don't know what's going on here. There's usually some dialogue that makes it clear. And it, in that way, it's very much like one of those, yeah. Um, Western uh, action movies you watch where you barely understand what's going on <laughs> yeah. while you're watching it. For sure. The, the, to speak to the dialogue, man, that, that's, there's a scene where the the woman sh- that, that basically hired Patan is, is trying to tell his backstory and she just randomly says, yeah, he was he a very big part of the organization? Yeah, he was our forward center. <laughs> he was a soccer it was a soccer position a a football position right was there supposed to be more dialogue after that and she just said it like he was supposed to be like oh yeah 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 yeah." because even if somebody said in american football like oh he's our quarterback i still would be like why are you just dropping this on me (laughs) in the middle of a conversation? Well, no, it is a little bit like when it's like the analogy is supposed to help me understand. It's like, well, he's our hotshot. Oh, what do you mean by that? Oh, he's our quarterback. But what do you mean by that? Oh, he's our rock star. It's like, yeah, but I'm (laughs) I'm trying to get at something here. (laughs) Yeah. Um, That was fun. It was a fun movie for sure, man. I'm, I'm glad you guys watched it um who's next who's who's next i think steve is next in the rotation steve yeah um i think i'm gonna pick a movie that is on netflix currently and this is something that is one of these things where netflix buys a movie that's been out for four (laughs) years and no one knows the movie exists and then all of a sudden it's the number one movie on netflix i hate that Um, i love it but i hate it so this is a 2019. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going off categories when I'm crime, horror, thriller, oh. mystery. If any of that sounds good, come along for the ride. Yeah. Uh, this is called I See You, mm. and oh, this is a film starring. Uh, I guess most the biggest name would probably be Helen Hunt is in this movie. Okay. John Tenney's in this movie. Owen Teague is in this movie, who most people probably know from the It movies. Uh, he was one of. Uh, one of the like uh shit what's his name in the movie the one that dies in the tunnels um one of henry's like henchmen yeah one of the uh, he was also kids. in blood he was also in bloodline he's ben mendelson's son in bloodline mm-hmm. um but yeah this is like a movie the, the i'll read you the log line uh a policeman and his doctor wife have some marriage problems and the son blames the mother for his for his job the policeman investigates a case of a missing boy the possible kidnapping looks like some cases from a few years ago. What a horrible synopsis. Uh, <laughs> you know, I've been seeing I've been seeing trailers for this pop up recently and I don't know you know what maybe it was in the it's, sort it's of because rec- it's recommended to watch at the maybe I've watched something on Netflix and it's shown me that trailer at the end of something I've watched. Yeah, Netflix's synopsis is a little cleaner. It's as he searches for a missing child, a small town detective uncovers a malicious presence 
lurking in the crevices of his family's already broken home. Oh, pretty good. Here's an even simpler one. Here's an even simpler one, Steve. Strange occurrences plague a small town detective and his family as he investigates the disappearance of a 12 year old boy. I love them all. Yeah. Either way, we're going to watch it. Thriller. Trailer's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. And if you no, watch the trailer, I agree. Like, the trailer looked creepy. I remember thinking, the same thing. Why, had, why didn't I watch yeah. that? Like, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, I had read a couple articles about like that, this phenomenon about the Netflix, you know, movie that no one ever knew or a movie that's 10 years old. It's like the biggest movie in the world uh, on Netflix. And this, this movie experienced that for like a week or so, week or two, really, the past couple of weeks. And I think. I think murder mystery two coming out and like some other original movie came out and you know, it's kind of down on the top 10 charts now, but uh, I meant to watch it before. So this is a good reason. And I, I, I assume none of us had heard of this movie. So I'd like us all to check it out again. It's on Netflix. It's called, I see you Okay. Um, with Helen hunt. It's got a pretty cool poster uh, trailer is really good. So uh, we'll do that uh, for the next episode of the pod. I see you. I see you. And uh, so moving along, uh, it's not about the intensive care unit. Um, <laughs> speaking of something that someone saw, uh, Ronald, talk to us. <laughs> talk to us about the Mario Brothers. Wait, Super Mario Brothers. Super Mario Brothers is a adaptation of a very popular series that started in the 80s. Um, I'll make no. Uh, I won't hide it, man. I'm a huge Nintendo fan. I'm a huge Nintendo fan. So, you know, everything from the Game Boy to now the Switch. I got my wife addicted to the Switch during lockdown. She, My wife. My wife. Um, Thanks, John. Sure. Sorry, Steve. I, 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 <laughs> I didn't I mean just, to take it from me, but you were a little far from the no, mic. No, yeah. no you, you, you're backing me up, baby. I like it. Um, just bought the Mario. I said Mario or Mario. Do you say Mario? I say Mario. I say Mario. Mario. Yeah, I say Mario. Uh, just bought the the package of all the Sunshine Marios, and I'm a I'm a fan, fan, fan. So when this movie came uh, with Chris Pratt as Mario and uh, Bowser played by Jack Black. I mean, I was I was there, but then I heard Chris Pratt's voice. I was I was a little scared, and the, and the internet also was a little scared as well. And then I watched the movie, and I have to tell you guys that Chris Pratt is not the problem with this movie. Um, let me let me tell you first what it feels like to watch this film for real like on on a real level if you have any experience with mario mario um it is really a treat you know like it is it is a visual masterpiece in a lot of ways like the the amount of if Easter. only studios listen to this podcast, they would pull that quote that you just said, and it would be on every poster, <laughs> oh, God. every ad, a visual masterpiece. It's a visual masterpiece. There it is, guys. You're welcome. It, it is an Easter egg extravaganza, which might be the problem with it, man. Uh, it might be the good, the best thing and the worst thing about it. What this thing is very thin on is story. Um. And sure, like the story. I mean, I'm not. I'm not trying to be a dick, but like, I'm not surprised that a game based on. I mean, a movie based on that game would be thin on story. I, I mean, yeah. I know that there's stories to tell. I'm just saying that, like, oh right, it right, right. Seems like if you were staying true to the thing at all, it could, giving yeah. it too much of a story is almost like too silly. I don't know, but but I don't know. Here, here, here in lies the the issue. Things that have parodied or paid homage to cultural you know toys and things like that have existed in this world and been good i'm gonna give you lego the lego movie lego batman um even the teen titans movie that the writers came from which is even stranger so this is not they exist in the world already good versions of them so i thought that they would be kind of you know, along those lines, and it has the really... it has the chance to be that that to somehow yeah. serve the brand and also yeah. sit outside that and not be just a commercial. Yeah, for sure. This was a small audience; it was press only, and really, it was about 
in the end, 15 people there. And only about five of them really laughed throughout the movie. Uh, it really wasn't a particularly funny movie. Um, and, and this is the thing, like, please understand that I watch a ton of kids movies and I laugh at a bunch of kids movies. So it's the, 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 yes. the, the standard of what I laugh at is pretty low. And this kind of fell flat. But here's the thing. It's still with all that still is one of the better experiences I've had watching an animated film because the the combination of the Mario brothers, um, princess peach and the incredible, I mean, you, you've probably heard this a million times. The incredible voice acting of Jack black in this film is, is like unreal. It, he, he elevates the, the material. You could tell that he, he may have even felt like this was flat and he's like, I'm, I'm not going to be the weak part of this film, <laughs> you know? So you really hear it. He's going for it. Um, Keegan-Michael Key's really Jack Black, good as well. Jack Black didn't really try, said no one ever. <laughs> right, right. Like that, that's how he approaches anything he's ever done. Yeah. Talk show appearances, everything. Yeah, he's yeah. always gives it 110 for sure. Yeah. So, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, very good as Princess Peach, but she didn't have a lot to really dig in, you know? I think that could have been a version of this that could have been even light on story, but focused a little more. It didn't feel like it was really going anywhere. It's a, it's a short hour 30. Like, so it doesn't feel like it's a, it's tight. Like it, yeah. the action begins right when the film starts. So, so Ronald, are you saying it's a meh? It's a meh, but a I, meh? I left, I left out feeling like, I'm probably going to watch this 10 more times. Is that weird to say? No, no not at all. Especially with, with a small child in your life. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and it's like, it sounds like, and everything I've heard and read, and I've, I'm going to go see it this weekend, taking Sydney mm -hmm. to see it with Aaron. And like, it seems like they've definitely dialed into two things. It's, it sounds like it's very much really geared towards young kids yes like that may not even know what mario is yeah like that's creating the audience but then the stuff that you're responding to is really a lot of the nostalgia the <sighs> easter eggs Steve, like the built-in it's inside of baseball right almost exactly. to the point where it doesn't explain things like things right. are happening on the screen and they are not explaining it so like the right. mario kart thing happens and they're just like it is here it is yeah, right, and right. and I think what what what's been really interesting is things like Lego Batman that kind of take tropes and things that you should know and really explain them in a way that's you know he's like this is my dumb you know Batwing or something like that. What like, about the Wreck It Ralph movies? Does it feel like it's in those footsteps at all? Because those those that, movies feel it, like they're doing a similar thing in a way, you know? Yeah. Yes, especially yes. the first one with the racing and the kind of candy, but land not as good, <laughs> right? Well, Again. it seems like Wreck It Ralph is like more of like there's an actual story and plot right. more to it. No, no, true. Where this is that. really kind of coasting on like the name and the IP and the characters, and yeah, man, you it, know, the voice casting and all that stuff. It puts a lot in front of you that they do not explain on any level. And the thing is, like, maybe I don't know if that I don't know if that works for Mario. I don't know if I don't know if. This this movie is a missed opportunity because two things. This movie, a good version of this would, I don't, you know, I'm not even saying this in any, like, it could make a billion dollars if it were a good version. So here's what's going to happen. First week, everybody's going to see this movie. And then a friend is going to be like, man, I was a little afraid to watch it. Nah, I probably would wait until it comes out on, you know, VOD or Netflix or whatever mm -hmm. people imagine that this thing's going to come on eventually. But second week is going to have a pretty dramatic dip in uh, viewership. And I think that has a lot to do with like it doesn't have the staying power because the film's not good enough to earn. Like if this were a good movie, it, it'd make a ton. It's going to make a ton this weekend, but the dip is going to be crazy. What I think we should watch this because I, I, I'm going to bet the opposite. You think it's going to be the whole oh, man. Yeah. I don't yeah, think I mean, this movie's. I don't think this is a. I don't think this is a quality issue. I think <laughs> it's like a movie like this is not a critic-driven movie. You think? I, I feel like if you look at Rotten Tomatoes, it's got a ninety-six percent audience score, yeah. and it's got an A cinema score. 
And there's nothing that comes out next week or the week after that would even touch the audience of this movie. Oh, this man. is a four quadrant movie. Dip. And I, you know, I'm so you're saying over 60? No, 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 no. Over no. 50. Jesus, man, that's a lot. That's a big dip. Well, I'm I mean, a, I mean, some of these movies recently have been dropping 70 to 80. Like, so I'm gonna, Steve, I'm gonna Steve say wants 30. some toppings on that ice cream. That I'm not gonna had. say that yeah. much. It, I don't think it's that much. Because if it's not failure. over 50, if you're talking not over 50, then that's incredible. Like that, that's that's no. great if it's below 50. So I'm I'm gonna say 40, 40, 45. I'm not gonna Th- say then, then you're saying like- that then you're saying it's not dropping that that bad at all. Then. But it should but this movie should be one of those movies that does better as it goes along. It's that it I think it's it will. that much of a missed opportunity. Okay. You think it's gonna? Oh my god! I haven't, I haven't seen it, but I'm just saying, like, without even talking about the quality of the movie, I'm just saying the metrics that it's hit already. You know, like the audience score, the cinema score, usually equates to word of mouth, and even what you're describing, even being like kind of mid on this movie, yeah, it's like that's enough for this movie to make a ton of money. Like you're Still, talking like the Minions sequel made almost a billion dollars and that movie was horrible. Yeah. Like, like okay. horrible. It, but so hold on. If you're saying an if, audience that hasn't had a movie in a while. If Minions is if Minions 2 is the standard, yeah, that's going to make a billion dollars. Okay, I mean, but it could. I mean, like, but I mean we're also talking saying about like the, it, it you know, it is also a thing where what what's the other family type movie of this you know might be even in the same yeah. neighborhood shazam did not take off as a family movie and yeah. it's going to be oh. watchable at home the same you know the yeah. same time this movie's out so i do think that like what what are the other movies vying for this movie's audience yeah. there really isn't anything else that's There's new they, and big and i want to say something for the fans that might be like oh man like what about chris pratt's voice they do a very good job of explaining why Mario and Luigi's voices sound the way they do. It has nothing to do with Chris Pratt. It wasn't, I don't think it was Chris Pratt that was like, I'm going to sound like. <laughs> oh, no, I think, I think when he got cast, everyone said, why is he getting cast? Yeah. And then they announced, well, he's not going to be doing an Italian accent. Yeah. And then everyone was like, well, what's going on then? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they explain like, all like, you don't want Chris really Pratt cool to way. do an Italian accent. But also, why are we doing a Mario that's not Italian? But then I also thought. Isn't the Mario accent kind of something that people are moving away from? They did something in, in worse. terms of cartoon voices. It seems Can, like people aren't doing that, you know, Italian voice as much as they were this, before. So this won't give it away. All right. Well, the, you're the, not gonna spoil yeah, Mario. But, but this is just. But this is what it is. It's not an Italian accent. It's a New York accent. Uh-huh. That's what everybody has. Right. It's hey, forget about it. Hey, get the fuck, get the fuck out. I mean, I don't know why I said get the fuck <laughs> get out of the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm walking here. But but everybody has that accent, yeah. which is really so weird. great. If they were dropping f bombs, <laughs> if you were like, oh, I should have mentioned this, yeah. I buried the lead. <laughs> but but I mean, like in Mario's world, like in, in like the once he goes through the pipe, I mean, like literally, people that have never been to the stage are like. I'm walking in. Get the fuck yeah. out of here. It's like, what? Yeah. This was a choice, man. It's like, but as a kid, if I watched this shit, I would shit my pants. This would be the best movie I ever saw in my life. That's my point. That's my point. <laughs> so I can't. And, and honestly, like looking ahead, like John just said, and we were talking about before, it's like the next competition really possibly for yeah. this is Guardians. Steve, you're bringing me around. And I, Little Mermaid. Like, And that's a month away. I, you know, I will say this, man. Like, I did leave out. Sure, I was disappointed because it, it was a missed opportunity. It could have been an incredible film, but like, I still left out film. I'm like, I I saw the Super Mario Brothers movie with you know John Leguizamo, and the fuck was I looking at? I mean, like, yeah. I don't know what that was. Even this, then, even then, as a, as an eleven or twelve year old, we knew like this is not right. Like, this is a but movie. an eleven or twelve year old. That's a, that is a movie weird like, movie. I mean, fun. that's like yeah. such a strange movie. So strange. Yeah, no, it's a victory. So if, if that was a different case, era of of adapting things. You know oh, what I mean? Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'd say I'd say go ahead, man. Go see it. I, you know, the more I talk to you guys about it, the more positive I am about it. But it is a it's a missed opportunity to have something that could have doubled the money. But maybe the the amount of like what you're talking about, the simplicity of it. Yeah. And then the the voice acting is really good. And 
people are gonna like Bowser more than they like Mario and Luigi. That's the issue with it, with this movie, and I don't know if it should have been like that. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if you watch a movie like better voice act. Oh, oh shit! This may, this makes me think about something. Maybe if we had a different set of voice actors, or maybe one was replaced, that I'd feel like. I like these people more than I like the villain in the movie. Cause I was like, where's Bowser? And I haven't seen him in a couple of scenes. Where the fuck is Bowser? Where's Bowser? I need to see Bowser. That felt weird. I shouldn't have felt like that. That's, that's why I felt strange about this movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see how it plays out. But you started off saying Chris Pratt wasn't the problem with this movie. And he's not the, saying he's, he's the, this is a therapy the session, John. We, we've gotten him to the point. He is the no, I love, I love the growth. I love the growth. I, yeah, I mean, everything I've seen and heard is that like it, it's fun. It looks, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of thin, but yes. like pretty consistently, people have like a lot of reviews have been like the voice cast is pretty miscast. A, yeah, yeah. With, with the exception of Jack Black, and I think even there's a couple other names that they were saying that were, were that were fine, but like the the core, like mainly they were talking about Chris Pratt and Charlie Day, like kind of being miscast. I think it may have. They should have maybe done it the other way around. Like flipped it, yeah. Right. I kind of like a panicky Mario. You know what's definitely... going on? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, the Super Mario Brothers movie uh, is in theaters by the time you're listening to this. And as a reminder, so is Air. We all loved Air, and yeah. uh, definitely one of the two. There's some good choices in theaters this weekend if you want to go check out, um, you know, something that might interest you. There's, there's. John Wick 4 is in there. Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, segue real quick into our last section. Yeah. I text you guys last week. I went and saw Dungeons and Dragons. Um, I, I saw Monty. it too. And I love that movie so much. It's oh, something man. I, I, I want to rewatch it. again. And I want, you know, I it's 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 just uh, like a great adventure. You know, super entertaining. Uh, <gasps> kind of made me feel like princess vibe minus like the romance like vibes. Just like in princess terms bride. of like, yeah, the Princess Bride, um, you know, just in terms of like that road trip with the, with the with the different characters that you're kind of along for the ride with. Um, yeah, like like it was so it, it's great. It's great. Likeable characters, good performances, jokes that are fun and funny, um, a story that's interesting enough, a pace that yeah. that moves at a nice clip, a world that's like interesting for how it combines all those fantasy elements without without overdoing any kind of explanation like i remember that attempt was a world of warcraft that got the big yeah. movie like that was an attempt to jumpstart a similar kind of mythology that's already existing somewhere in a you know a, a format that people are familiar with that i felt like it spent it 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 just didn't really have as much fun tell as much of a story or or make me understand why people love this world you know sure but with this dungeons and dragons movie and i and, and i know that it's probably only vaguely tangentially related to the when people get together to play the role-playing game but there is a certain like world of those games that you felt this movie dipping into but it didn't hit you over the head with the feeling like you were supposed to know a bunch of stuff before you watched this movie and i also thought it was kind of interesting that did you catch this at all steve was this just my imagination that they did play it so that you got to feel like at key points there was a sort of like it was the equivalent of a roll of the dice. It was somebody yeah. throwing us a, a thing and hoping they hit the right thing. It was somebody trying a spell and seeing if it worked. It was it wasn't overdone with like relating to the game, but I did feel like oh, this movie does hinge on these moments of a character tries something or they try a gambit and it, and it oh, this might not work and then it works. But otherwise, it's really just a fantasy story with jokes. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like it's it doesn't really have anything to do with your preconceived notions of of you know Dungeons and Dragons. And so I think the barrier for entry is extremely low with getting into this uh, thing. And yeah, yeah uh, if, you know, not to overuse the word fun in this episode, but I, I I sort of was really carried along by this. And I think Chris Pine is just in that sweet spot of an actor who seems to be able to kind of do a lot of different variations on what he does and in this is a this is a great use of chris pine i thought and, he, and he's making the case that he may be the best chris i think uh oh you know you know um i mean you talked about pratt a moment ago but no I mean, you're right I think, you're right yeah. but uh, batting yeah. average chris pine might be, love might love be pine best. yeah the cast is great all around and uh who's the kid who plays the sorcerer he was great uh J justice smith um and uh the girl who's the shapeshifter so so sophia uh 
uh, Sophia Lillis or Lilis. She was great Um, as well. Yeah, the cast is great. And I love another thing I loved about it, just, you know, the, the use of practical effects and in-camera um, stunts and things like, like sets that. Like, and, sets and puppets yeah, and masks. All, all and that things. stuff yes. was awesome. And and the filmmakers, um, you know, uh, have been posting tons of stuff on their, again, behind the scenes stuff I love watching, like just on uh, like their Twitter feeds and stuff on, on YouTube. I'm like making of things, just the way they accomplish stuff is just awesome. But uh yeah, I mean, man, it's the it's, game night and, team. Oh, yeah, no, also, don't know Hugh that. Grant. Hugh Grant yeah. is great in it, too. Um, and if people don't know, it's it's the game night team. And if you're wondering, like, if you like game night and you're wondering what they're doing making this type of movie, it's like they definitely bring over the cleverness and the warmth and the humor of, you know what I mean? There's just a quality yeah, yeah, level yeah, of this sure. that's like, it's it's got an intelligence to it <laughs> that is uh, fun. And you were mentioning yeah. Hugh Grant. Like, this is another good it's great. sort of comic he's, turn for him. He's fun. Fun, fun, fun. But yeah, I, I was very pleasantly surprised. No experience or very minimal when I was younger with Dungeons and Dragons. And, I, you know, I think that they're it, it's one of the it, it's like a nice mix of like enough there that I think it will kind of please and delight and satisfy people that are, are fans of that game. But like you said, open enough that if you have no understanding of it at all, like this is just a really great ride for of a movie in theaters. And again, this is another thing that overperforms. Got an A cinema score, very high critic and audience score. So there's a lot of really great movies in theaters right now. So you know, no matter what you're looking for, you can you can find some good movies right now. So you know, I just we just mentioned three or four of them that are just like they're ready for you to go check out. So yeah. Um, uh, what else have you guys watched? Anything like TV? Anything like you want to mention before we head out of here? I would like to maybe next time let's talk about some streaming series. Uh, let's talk about some Ted Lasso and some Yellow Jackets and some Mandalorian or something like that. But right now, okay. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to get on too much. Yeah, so catch up on that if you want to uh, watch along. If we kind of yeah, catch up sure. next week on some of those series. Um, yeah, I didn't really watch much else with this week. I started watching that Rob Lowe series on uh, Netflix that he did with his son called Unstable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, the, it's pretty, it's pretty fun. Um, pretty, pretty funny. Uh, it just seems like he's like playing the character that he was in Parks and Rec, <laughs> like in, in, in a in a like a series where he's like kind of like uh, this this genius tech guru, you know, who's kind of like stuck in his life after he. Experience stuck. Yeah. This traumatic this traumatic event, uh losing someone in his family is like oh wow. The team around him trying to kind of like help him along to get back to his like genius level stuff because he's trying to save his company. But you know, Aaron had really wanted to watch it and uh it's it was pretty cute, pretty fun. And I and I like Rob Lowe and uh but the cast around him is really funny in the show, more so than even him or his son. But that that's that's on Netflix, it's called Unstable. Cool. Um, yeah, that's really. I think it's literally the only other thing I watched this week. Um, just been a crazy week. Um, One show I've watched. Oh well, I can't really talk about it yet. It's, it hasn't come out in the states. It's this Canadian show called Shelved. Mm. It's about a library. Um, it's kind of feels like a, a a sister show to Abbott Elementary. It just mm. kind of tackles. Mm just what libraries are for people you know sometimes it's like a hotel sometimes it's like a yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. it's an internet connection it's a place to bathe for some people it's still um, like the only place that doesn't expect you to spend money that you could yeah, go right. sit in for yeah. hours. you know um it's true my sister's major was anthropology and she um worked in libraries for as long as i can remember and some of the stories that you that she told me like you can you can register to vote you could uh, you can like take care of like marriage license stuff. You could scan things. You can, <laughs> you know, you can, you can, st- you can drop your needles off at some of them. It's, it's like a one stop place shop. to be productive. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, and this show kind of tackles that. And then, and at some point, hopefully it, it, it comes to the States, but it's, it's on CTV right now. I, for some reason, I, a couple years ago, I started like, using a, a VPN to look at Canadian TV shows. And this is one that kind of caught my shelved. Uh, shelved. Um, I'm, you know, once it, once it gets to like a U.S. premiere date, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it a little more. Yeah. Yeah. 
I wanted to real quick, John, the, the one thing I wanted to ask you about for, I didn't want to say it. I think it may have been in the trailer, but in, uh, in Dungeons and Dragons, the scene when they're doing the five questions. Oh my God. I was going to mention that. Oh my God. I was in the theater. I, I saw it with a pretty crowded theater and like that scene plays so well. Mm. And it's like the running gag of like you're talking to each other, asking questions, but that counts as one of the five. And they're questioning these like they're resurrecting these corpses, Ronald. Yeah. And like the, they, the, the, oh the spell as God. they resurrect them, they can ask them five questions. Oh, and the wow. corpse returns to death. And so like they'll turn Chris Pine's like turning to his, you know, his compatriots and saying like, does that count as a question or is, should I do that? You know, and the guy keeps saying, yes, uh-huh, sure. And then, you know, but it's just, it's, it, it's, they, they, they keep having to ask more corpses <laughs> questions. <laughs> yeah. They have to dig up like, this, whole, this whole battlefield of corpses <laughs> because they can't get five like legitimately good questions out that actually provide answers that help them move on that's, to the next that's funny, And really. the corpses information is based all around a lot about how they died. Uh, yeah, so it's yeah. like, oh my God. How they died can make it so that their information is useless. It's, oh, it's you died so in good. this stupid way. Okay, never mind. We're not going to. But it's, yeah, you're right, Steve. It's like the comic centerpiece maybe of the It of is. The whole and, movie. And, and it definitely plays to that comic piece of these, the, the, uh, Daly and Goldstein have like the guys that game like I don't know. Ow, sorry to circle back, but that I was just yeah. I just saw a picture of it on my feed here, and it's like I forgot to mention it to you guys. No, that was a scene. If there was one oh, scene I was going to mention, I was going to mention that scene yeah. too to say just yeah. like, as far as like, I'd be, a, a I, I, I really want you to see it, Ronald. I feel like you would love it. It's so I'll check it out for sure, man. Uh, all right, cool. So we'll be back next week again. The required viewing pick is the Netflix film from 2019 that's not a netflix film but they now have on their platform called i see you i see uh we'll talk about that next week and uh moviesmovie.com is our website uh youtube.com slash moviesmovie podcast you want to watch the 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 visual experience of this of this process and this this product you can see how much ronald and i nod during this during this yeah. one part of the yeah. show this section is like yep that's the right that that's the website steve <laughs> yeah that's, that's right youtube you got it right this time <laughs> um, it's called biofeedback it's us yeah giving... and uh yeah on the main site if you want to find the podcast platform if you're new to the show and want to subscribe you can hit them all from the website um and honestly you know what something i realized i always go to the movie when i mention it but i feel like the pod dot link site is actually a little better and you know i gotta start crossing that like mix them up a little bit on the podcast when i mention it yeah but um i i, I sent that to someone recently um to send them a, a copy of our review for rye lane and she was like she was messaging me separately saying like this is a cool site like it just looks easy to use and like i was like oh. yeah that that's a good that's good feedback because Hell like yeah. i feel like the main thing through Podbean is not that great no, no, it's really not. It's, it's not. not. And and we got it, it doesn't look like an interface. It's too much like yeah. an old school website. It doesn't feel like an interface. Yeah, the pod dot link slash movie schmovie is really where I should start yeah. sending people. It feels very much or we should start sending people or, or driving because that site is really easy to use. It's clean. It looks nice. So yeah. Give, give give both of them a look. Tell us why it's better. Tell us why we should not promote the other one. That'd be great feedback. Yeah. Um but yeah, again, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week. And as always, you've made our day. Thanks. Bye.